Gaming Podcast, where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my host, Lightsaber Ninja. What's up? And Control Freak. Good evening, everybody. And boy, howdy, we have a hell of a show for you tonight. I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but hey, we actually have to- we ha- we actually have topics laid out. I mean, we have once. planned topics, yes. Instead of, you know what, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, you know, that thing we usually do. It works. Um, But what have, what have you guys been playing this week? Uh, well, I'm going to skip the obvious Warframe. You can pretty much just copy-paste that to every, every week. Cause... I should just get a clip of Usain Warframe and just cut it <laughs> into every episode. It would pretty much work. And then I just have to wait until, you know, just at DE every goddamn week until they, you know, give me partner. Please give me partner. That'd be really cool. Um, just keep, you got to get on the Twitter, man, I and do. start tweeting at them. I really do. Um, but other than that, uh, for a nostalgia kick, I was, we've been, uh, you and I have been doing Gmod because yeah. there's, there's, I don't know why, but there is just something fun about, a more i would call it mini game mini game-esque aspect from gary's mod you know half-life 2 source engine let's go be stupid with things like hide and seek and prop hunt where you know you're sitting as a coffee mug on a table in a room and you keep taunting the guys to go look in the cabinets and shoot the milk carton (laughs) or or somebody have a crazy hits dance the party. Yeah, or somebody <laughs> hits the dance party button in one of the maps and everybody's just in there having a dance party while you're sneaking in as a plant. Actually, I snuck in as a box and then I picked up the plant. And that's when I got spotted. I was like, God damn it. I have five seconds left and I get caught. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, those those have been the uh, the two major ones. And then I did load up anthem and i might go into this a little more later on just because you know a status update on how it's doing overall they've made a lot of changes and it's not they're not bad changes like they have made a lot of changes and they have all been changes for the better but the way i look at it this where the game is now is where it should have been when it launched like the contents that's there, the the way the game feels, this is how it should have been at launch. And if it had been, the game would have done great. Instead, we got a dumpster fire at launch and they just put out pulled out the extinguisher to try and fix things. But from what it sounds like, they're actually fixing things as opposed to, you know, Bethesda, who is still confused at what fixing things means yeah it's it they definitely did not pull a 76 um they have i mean they've put in new content the new content was good a little samey um like they've done two event updates and they did feel kind of the same for each of them uh this i'd actually pulled in from a couple of youtubers who have been playing since launch and watched a couple of their things where they discussed the uh the cataclysm events that they've been doing the and you know the general consensus around has been yes it is fun it you know it it is a good game now but it should have been done a long time ago it should have been at this status a long time ago but those those are what i have been delving into for the past week awesome that <laughs> yeah Again, you know, straight to the point, short and sweet. Short, sweet, to the point. Light, what about you? Oh, great. After he says short, sweet, and to the point. I've been playing Pokemon. That's pretty and short, sweet, you? to the point. <laughs> it, 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 but uh, I have a whole lot planned. Oh, boy. Uh, Buckle up, know. kids. I'm, I'm really, I'm really cross on it. On the one hand, I mean, it's Pokemon, so it can't be bad but then everything else bubbles up where like it feels kind of dated they make a lot of choices that bother me and then with that uh pokemon direct that came out 
it makes the bad feelings bubble up even more. Like there was that whole controversy about them cutting the national decks. And they stated repeatedly right. in the interview, like, we're doing this as a, as a personal choice because it would be too much work and we are not adding these Pokemon back in. They said that multiple times, only to reveal with the expansion pass that 200 Pokemon are getting added back in. And so it feels like they cut that content to meet a deadline. And what's a shame is, since the expansion pass is going to be adding two new areas, it's actually kind of cool to have, like, 200 Pokemon per region. So when you say region, is it like, okay, you can now go and revisit the Kanto region type of thing? No, it's like they're adding whole new areas to the map. Hmm. Like, they built the game around the wild area, but then whenever you actually play it, it, it's such a good idea, too. Like, actually roaming around is kind of fun. You almost get that feeling that you you had to imagine in the Game Boy days. But then after, like, five minutes, you're like, oh, this region isn't that big. Mm. All the cities are... Do you remember whenever they first announced the map and you were like, it's just a straight line? Yeah. That is how the game is. All the towns are connected that way. That's kind there of just happened, There just happens to be the wild area. The wild area is separate from the... You don't use the wild area to go to different towns. The wild area connects to one area. And then if you want to go town to town, you go through a straight line. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's, no, there's no open world aspect. It's like, here's your one open world region. Everything else is a line. Yeah. Okay. That is a little disappointing because, like, with a game like Pokemon, they can 100%, like, they could have incorporated a, the world is open. There are paths, yes, to get to specific spots, but you have this open world and the towns are mixed around in it. Yeah, and and the thing with the wild area is there's actually areas that are blocked off right now because I don't have the ability to traverse, like, water. And all it tells me while I play is like, fuck, dude, they could have done the whole game like that. You could have blocked off the towns that you can't go to like classic Pokemon always did. Yeah, you need the HMs. You you need cut. Yeah. You need surf. You need fly to get to that spot. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and so like where I really get irritated is it this game really does feel like they held back content. That's a shame. And and. Yeah, just to meet a deadline. And, and the whole time I'm playing, all I'm thinking of is, well, the next Pokemon will be really great. <sighs> and, like, I like the idea of the DLC. I like that, like, you can get the enhanced version now for cheaper than it would be to buy a whole new game and your save goes over. Because, hmm. you know, back in the day, if you played through Gold and then Crystal came out and you wanted to play through Crystal, you start a brand new game. Whereas right. now I can take the Pokemon I have with me and continue the story. And, like, all oh, that's cool. But then it just comes with that gross feeling of, but you held a lot of this content back. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. no there's no way that they're spending one year to pump out two bonus stories when it took them, like, four years for the main game. No, they were clearly working on it concurrently. Right. And it's either stuff that was cut from the game. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or it was already in development and planned, and that is even is just as bad, because that means that they weren't focusing 100% on the main game. Yeah. And, like... Which... Well, go ahead. I, well, see, I don't... I don't like the fact that now... Because that fucking DLC is... The DLC pass is, like, what, 30 bucks? I think? 30 bucks for two expansions. Oh, that's for both of them. I thought you had to buy a different one for each expansion, or for each game. Oh, see, I was under the assumption that you buy the pass and you get both of them, or you can buy them separately. Oh, see, I was under the assumption that you buy the passes separately, but, I I mean, we, we have the technology to figure this out. <laughs> I don't... That sounds like magic to me. Well, and I think what would end up making sense is... Because it, it all ends up linked to your Nintendo account. Yeah. So when you start up the game, like when you have the season pass, the season pass is registered as like, you have 
your Nintendo account. Your Nintendo account has the Pokemon, you know, season pass. So regardless of which Pokemon game you launch, if you're using your Nintendo account, that game will have the season pass. Yeah. One of the... And and you know what would have been nice, too, is if they had... If they hadn't have said, like, we're never going to add these Pokemon back in beforehand, if, if they would have just been... If they would have been saying, like, well, no, the reason why the National Dex is so small is because these are the only Pokemon in this region. And, like, kind of hinted that that's how they were doing it. Because that's actually not a bad idea to me. It, it, it allows you Pokemon more. If, if this game would have launched with all the Pokemon, then I would have only cared for about 200 of them because I'm more familiar with the first two generations. Right. And, you know, I mean, and I wouldn't have given a shit about the Galar Pokemon. And what what would be like a, a general good idea, especially for stuff like that, is like if they were if they were always intending to bring it, bring them back, mm-hmm. like it sounds like they were going to do, they could have made it. So it was like, yeah, within this region, here are the Pokemon. Exactly. Here, here are the Pokemon that exist in this region. You know, in the future, other regions will be unlocked, unveiling new Pokemon and new and old Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm 100% positive that people would have been like, oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Alternatively, you have it so, you know, where you're saying like, oh, if the other Pokemon are in the game, I don't give a shit about the new Pokemon. Like you want to play with your nostalgia Pokemon. You make it so the only Pokemon you find until you beat that final boss, whether it be the Elite Four or Team Rocket, whatever. Giovanni has returned. (laughs) After you do that, then you get like a message like, oh, hey, other Pokemon have been sighted. And now you can go capture those nostalgia Pokemon. Alternatively on that. If the if the wild area was the game, like was clearly the original goal. If, if the wildlands were the game where you know you explore this vast open area and that's how you get from town to town. If periodically through the story you're unlocking new Pokemon in different areas until the end of the game where you've unlocked them all. Okay, yeah, um, yeah that would work. That would work too. Because that's how the DLC is basically going to work. Now, now, uh, one last thing on the broad strokes, because there is some gameplay stuff I want to discuss, and then I'm done talking Pokemon, I think, forever. Um, <laughs> don't but, uh, our audience. I don't know, man. They, it's going to have to pull some crazy... Anyway, uh, one of the cool things is, though, if you don't buy the DLC, there's still going to be an update that drops so that you can trade for the new Pokemon, even though you won't have access to the regions where they exist. Okay, you so can... you... It, it... It's basically one of those things where you'll have to know somebody yeah. with it if you don't buy it so you can get those new Pokemon. Well, they said they mentioned something about Pokemon Home. And I don't know if this would be a workaround, but when the when whatever Pokemon become available come to Pokemon Go, if you could somehow upload that to Pokemon Home and then download it to your game, I don't know. Hmm. And it, it, once they're officially out, it'll be something to double check. Yeah, it'd also be nice if they'd, you know, announce what the hell's going on with this Pokemon Home thing. Yeah. I still don't know what it is. Now, I want to actual gameplay as somebody who hasn't really gotten into Pokemon for a while. There's a lot of cool things. Uh, TMs are the same as HMs now. I was about to say, I had heard that TMs no longer expire when you use them. You just always have them. So they actually have retro TMs that are called TRs that break after one use. But TMs Ah. themselves don't and you can't sell them so, um so couldn't they have just called them hms and tms still they don't have hms anymore you don't strength is just a move i know but they could have stood like they they could have kept them with the same names i feel like even with that but, yeah <laughs> well i don't know because you know back in the day hms there were only six and tms there were like a hundred yeah and so now tms are just called TMs. There are no HMs at all. And old school TMs are called TRs. And that's only for a select few, like, high-powered moves. 
that you can use once. Uh, because uh, as far as the regular TMs go, a, lo a lot of them are classic TMs. But uh, the other thing, riding around on your bike is fun. Um, so you, you, roam, you roam around the outside, and the, the, the Wildlands is split into different regions of itself. But like I said, it doesn't take long to realize that the entire world is way tinier than it first seems. And so each region has its own weather effects at any given point in time. And it becomes really jarring when you travel like six feet and you go from a blizzard to a sandstorm. Yeah, I can I can see how that would be jarring as fuck. Yeah. And like it is jarring to the point that you can find the seam and just step one foot one foot one foot and watch the screen like freak out constantly changing and every time it changes the frame rate dips and the switch freaks out oh that's not good yeah it's not good at all the graphics are like really beautiful sometimes and then like the ugliest thing you've ever seen and when you're actually traveling through towns and the routes between towns you have no control over the camera it's only when you're in the wildlands that you can control the camera, so it gets real confusing sometimes. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, apart from your complaints, are you are you enjoying the game? Yeah, that's why I was. It's like it's not a bad game, but I think that it's the one Pokemon game that has the most to complain about. But okay. again, like the actual hook. I mean, it's still Pokemon. It's fun. Yeah. Whatever. Fair enough. Uh, do, anything else you wanted to bring up? I mean, I have stuff I want to bring up, but that I, I don't have anything I want to talk about playing yet. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I've just been playing more Rainbow Six. Oh, how's that going and for you? Better, actually. Better, but been... he's still getting rocked. Yeah. I still can't get those Twitch headshots down. And I'm not talking about headshots with Twitch the operator. You, you got to get those flick movements, man. Yeah. I, I did have one good one where a guy tried to get cover behind a wall, so I sprayed the wall and headshotted him. So that was that was good. That was always a fun aspect for it, being able to shoot through the walls. Yeah. Especially now, because they have like, people with the AA-12, so you can just make a wall <laughs> go away. Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a wall here. Now there's a door. Hmm. And we have great sight lines. The problem is, so does the enemy. <laughs> yep. Flashbang going but, out. Yeah. I've been having fun with that. Obviously, I started up uh, the Moxie DLC for Borderlands 3. So going through that as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, finish, I finished that one up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm liking it so far. I, I did start it out. Uh, Moxie's like, hey, go to this casino and take it for me. And hmm. my brain immediately went, whatever she says, do it. Hmm. Like, well, I have a type, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that entire universe has a type, and that type is Moxie. Yeah, <laughs> accurate, because I'm... It's not much words sure, about that. I'm not sure there's a single, like, named character in that game who has not been involved with Moxie at some point. Outside or of wanted, the... Well, wait, no, there was wanted a... to be... Yeah, I was going to say the Vault Hunters, but no, no, one of uh, one of the Borderlands one Vault Hunters, him and Moxie went out. Yeah, oh yeah, obviously, obviously Mordecai, hundred percent Mordecai. <laughs> what happened to no? Because all the Borderlands one guys showed up in mm -hmm. Borderlands two, right? Yeah. What the hell happened to Axel? Um, the Commando or the Mecromancer for that? So. Well, uh, for you're talking about from Borderlands two to three, yeah. So Axel is actually they don't, they don't mention Axel and they don't mention the Necromancer like at all. My guess is Necromancer actually went back home because technically she was running away from home during Borderlands two. Oh, yeah, okay, that was, fair. That was kind of her whole shtick. She wanted to show that her science fair project was better than everyone else's science fair project. So she went off on an adventure with it. Hell, I think the only one we know kind of what is going on is Krieg. Out, outside of the, uh, yeah. 
pretty much. And Krieg is basically locked up somewhere, just trying to not be insane. Yeah. Spoilers. This should have all started with a spoiler tag, but. Well, I mean, we don't give any specifics, although it is no. very sad. And they actually, they came, did you, did you see the animation they came out with? No. There's an animation between him and Maya. Oh no. Yeah. Is it it official? Uh, it looked pretty official. Like they have the voice actors and everything. It's, oh, it's a good one. Mm. And you definitely like, it does hit you in the feels. You wouldn't think borderlands and feels, but they're there. They're Hmm. there with that one. I will say Borderlands 3 tried to make me feel, especially with the deaths of certain characters. Yeah. I'm like, you guys know what this game is, right? They'll be back. Well, one of them will be back. The other one won't be. She's she's kind of dust. <laughs> yeah, and let's see. So I think this is the video or... Okay. Hmm. Um, damn it. Maybe... <laughs> I'm trying well, to find the right one because there's one for all the audio files. And then right. there's one called uh, Krieg, a meat bicycle built for two. I feel like I have seen that. I don't know why. Yeah. And like, that's all about Krieg and Maya's like first meeting type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, there's all the audio files in Borderlands 3. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's about all I've been playing this week. Uh, on top of prop hunt with you, You'll never which find trying to <laughs> trying to figure out servers for that is okay. So we 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 discovered the issue, and the issue was yeah. we were trying to create our own server instead of just doing person to person. Yeah, and peer to peer is easier to manage than let's make a server and have everyone join that. Yeah, so. <laughs> We won't be doing that again. Now, hopefully, I wonder if we can get peer-to-peer working for the ship. Uh, I don't remember seeing any peer-to-peer options. Yeah, I, I have to look. Uh, I'll, I'll look into it. Anyway, <laughs> this is super riveting content, us trying to figure out technical issues on the podcast. Any hoozles. So, yeah, that's what we've been playing. Um, Got a couple of bits of news here. Australia is uh, still on fire, and video game companies are sending support. Yeah, so Activision actually did a nifty little thing. Uh, I guess it'd be more Infinity Ward than Activision. Yeah. Um, they created the Call of Duty Australia DLC with the proceeds going to help the bushfires in Australia. Hmm. Now, I don't know how much of that actually goes to help Australia, but... I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're actually doing a good thing. Yeah. And I I don't say that just because I paid money for it. (laughs) Because, of course, I'm going to buy it. It's helping Australia, which is mostly on fire. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I want to... I'm trying to see if they've uh, put out any numbers about what they have done. Um... It's actually kind of cool. It says 100% of Activision's net proceeds from previous and future purchases of the Outback Relief Pack through January 31st will be donated. Oh. Well, that's good. So basically, anybody who buys it in the month of January, their shit goes to help help Australia. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Plus, you get a lot of cool charms. You get, like, the Crocodile Dundee hat, and I think you get a little koala bear charm to hang from your gun. Hmm. So, it's uh, pretty... the, the dreaded drop bear. Yeah, the drop uh, shot bear. Too yeah. bad you couldn't. You can't also get the this is a knife knife. Oh, <laughs> that would have. I mm, now I'm wondering if there is because there's a sniper rifle in the game, like a one of the special sniper blueprints. Oh, now I have to look and see if there is a this is a knife knife. <laughs> It, I, I feel like it would be an attachment for pistols. Like, remember how they yeah. had the tack knives? And it's just this yeah. giant fucking knife instead. Just a yeah, fucking a giant Bowie knife. Yep. I'd be okay with that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Good, a decent game. 
is doing good stuff to help Australia. Um, got a little bit of news about Final Fantasy VII. It's delayed yet again. Yep. Uh, Shocking nobody. Who was it? Uh, Yoshinori Kitase, who is the producer, put out a statement yesterday. Um, the gist of the statement being, uh, I'll find the, the best sentence that uh, kind of exemplifies this. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve, we have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. Uh, we are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I mean, it's that, been 23 years. I don't think they've been working on it for 23 years. I think they've been working on it for about nine, but yeah. It's yeah. still nine years, though. But it has also been in, like, development hell. Yeah. Uh, They also so. delayed Avengers. Yeah, they delayed... Yeah, Square delayed Avengers as well. Is it because of all the backlash for how ugly the characters look? I no, that was honestly fixed a while don't ago. know. I, I'm honestly not following the Avengers game too much. There hasn't been a I, lot of detail. Yeah, they they just said they delayed it, so I assume it's to increase polish on the game, make it look a little bit better, play better. Make the speaking characters of, not look like they're made of Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of games that got delayed, so the companies that could, could uh, make them look and play better to fit their vision for them, we got a new trailer for Doom. What a transition. It, it was a transition, yes. To something that he wants to have a doom gasm over, but oh my god, that fuck! It, so it was a gameplay trailer that they came out with, but it has a little bit of story about it, and it basically sounds like heaven is sending the doom slayer down to earth to be like, "You want to save him? Go ahead. You're gonna do it alone." Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be his response if he ever spoke a word. So yeah, no. he just probably walked off a cliff to fall down to earth while flipping the bird and cocking a shotgun. No, he jumped in a torpedo. Oh, okay. A torpedo pod. So, <laughs> like, uh, despite, you know, kind of being... Not even being related to either of them, I love that he looks like Master Chief and Samus had a baby. I mean, um have you uh, seen the Praetor armor from the first game? That's a yeah. pretty fucking accurate statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the shot of Earth from space, and one of the areas that's burning is a giant pentagram. Yeah. Oh, that was super cool. Uh, All of those locations on the stars are Applebee's. Huh. <laughs> and, um... I like that you really pushed for me to have to watch that gameplay trailer when it revealed absolutely nothing that the hour-long gameplay demo I watched didn't already reveal. Oh, oh! so this is what we're going to do now? We're going to fight about the fact that I told you to watch a trailer? Well, no, I I genuinely thought that there'd be like some new information. In I, I didn't say there was going to be new it information. Still I looks just said they great. dropped a new trailer. I know, I just feel like I could have got, gotten away with like, yup, it looks good. <laughs> I would have known, like... Oh, jeez. Probably. All right, children. All right. <laughs> no, because they showed off some of the uh, new guns, and I cannot wait to use whatever that rocket pod is. I want to see the ice the, level. The I, Yeah. I, I, I want to fight heaven. I want to see the melee weapons. I'm sorry. Have you tried Did no one out? else see the giant hell axe? Yes, I saw the like, giant hell axe. I want, I want that. I want I mean, to take that and implant it into some demon hell lord's forehead and watch him drop. I want that to be the new chainsaw. That I think they're cool. trying to push it to be. I, I'm so okay with that, especially if you can do exactly what Control said and embed it into some demon lord's forehead. Fuck finish the fucking fight against the cyber demon just by beating it with the hell axe. I approve of this. I I can't wait for 
that game. Yeah, I'm so good. stoked. We also got another uh, trailer for Resident Evil 3, which Wait. more accurately shows the nemesis. I uh, Earlier today, I was watching a, a video on like a bunch of new features in Resident Evil 3 and how they're updating it and stuff. And I didn't realize the whole time I was watching it that it was using the new footage from the new trailer until I watched the new trailer. Oh, well, that's that's good, Ben. <laughs> I will say, the nemesis saying stars in the trailer sounds like he's gargling marbles. So he's he Batman. Did. More so than, well, no, because it used to be you could actually understand what he was saying. Well, how else are now they just... really going to get that uh, that wet appearance if he's not sounding like he's, you know, currently trying to swallow like his a mouthful of mouthwash? Well, his new look also looks more like his face is melting than it used to. Yeah. Like where it previously just looked like they just took away his lips. Now it looks like his lips have melted off. I'm more interested in his flamethrower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flamethrower looks good game all looks the good. Char- all the character models look good i mean it's the same shit with resident evil 2 it all looks good mm-hmm. and this one definitely from that trailer looks more action heavy than resident evil 2 was it's kind of cool the way that they plotted it out too because uh they, it's been about a year since the resident evil 2 remake that means that both of these games came out 21 years from their original Oh, shit, you're right. It it was only a year between the original two and three. Hmm. Shit, you're right. Plus, uh, we get that Project Resistance with this as well, so that's pretty baller. Yeah. It it, it helps ease the fact that there's no Mercenaries mode. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, the Mercenaries mode wasn't too bad. Yeah. I I actually really like the Mercenaries mode. Yeah, but Resistance will be good. I, I think it'll be good if they do it right. I'm curious as to how it'll be, especially with the director. Like the 4v1, but the one is not like a monster. He's just the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. That'll beta be... seems to be all right. Oh, I didn't even know there was a beta. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they made, actually, a, they made a, couple... a lot of changes to it. Yeah, there. I saw the first beta, and there was a lot of streamers that I knew of that uh, that played it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that'll be something to look into. <laughs> gotta You got to catch up, man. Gosh. Apparently, shit. No. (laughs) Wrong game, but yes. (laughs) But yeah. Gotta catch all the trailers. uh, Also, Light, you had some Capcom remake news that kind of ties into that. Oh, yeah. Speculation. Capcom remake speculation. Well, it seems all but certain. Capcom is looking into remaking their IPs, and the one that everybody thinks is the top contender, is Dino Crisis. Yes. And what will be cool with that is, if they do it right, then maybe we'll get proper sequels to Dino Crisis instead of whatever the hell 3 turned out to be, that weird sci-fi game. I don't even remember that they made a 3. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Dino Crisis 3 was not a survival. It was a sci-fi action game for the Xbox. That Question. seemed to have fuck all to do with Dino Crisis. Was Dino Crisis 3 a light gun game? No. By any chance with a different Dino name? Dino Crisis did have a light oh. gun. It yeah. might, yeah. There is a light I... gun game there somewhere. Basically, after Dino Crisis 2, they didn't know what to do. Even though they had the formula down. But yeah. they kept radically changing it until it just died. Oh, fair enough. Because I have a game... Every time somebody brought up Dino Crisis to me... Uh, I always thought they were talking about Dino Stalker, Mm. which was a game I had that was like a light gun shooter for the PS2 Mm. that you could play with a controller. Hmm. And I, it's a weird game because you're, you play as a World War II fighter pilot who basically gets transported to the future to fight dinosaurs. Oh, it sounds about about as insane as Dino Crisis. Yeah. Wait. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. Do you? Yeah, uh, Outside Xbox covered it once. as like ridiculous games you don't know about or something. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. It, it's fun. I still have it. It's actually behind me. 
That's Go funny. Ahead. It reminds me of like what? What is that? Rogue Warrior, or whatever that game you like with the blue guy on the front cover. Oh, Rogue Trooper. Yeah, yeah. The thing what? that inexplicably got a like is a strong word. Well, it reminds <laughs> play... me. Of... Well, you you do though, because don't you also have the remake? No, I never bought it. I was gonna oh. buy it because I. So, do you guys remember when like? Oh God. It was one of those game downloading things, right? Like one of the original digital download stores. I think it was like Game... I think it was like Game Freak store. Okay. Game Freak. Gamefly. Oh, yeah. Like their online store. I played it because I got it for free off of that. That's also the only reason I ever played Jaws Unleashed. Hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. I don't really have a tie to Rogue Trooper. I just remember it being an alright game. Hmm. So I it's it's just one of those it's like, yeah, I'd go back and replay this and it might not be awful. Keyword oh. is might. <laughs> and it turns out he was wrong. I oh. almost guarantee I'm wrong. Well. Um Yeah. Light, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. Talking about the Switch? Yep, we're talking about the Switch. Okay, I I, I want to get this down on recording so Wait. I can see how wrong I am. Wait, before you talk about the Switch, we're going to go to an ad break really quick. Oh, yeah. So, check out these promos for some of our podcast friends <laughs> that are also in the Next Wave Podcast Alliance. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. What's up, nerds? This is Rich, the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. I would like to invite you to check out our podcast. We have two shows every week, and both of our shows are about everything that is pop culture and nerdum. That's right. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. We talk about video games. We talk about role-playing games. We talk about Dungeons and & Dragons, and so much more. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. Also, while you're at it, Go ahead and like our page on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. And of course, you can check out our website, 8122productions.com. Most importantly, I hope you enjoy the show. With that being said, there's only one thing left to say. That's later, nerds. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Welcome back, guys. I hope you enjoyed those promos. Go check out those friends of the show. Those were some damn good promos. Yeah. Now, because I cut him off so rudely, Light, (laughs) you have things to put on your digital footprint as predictions for the Switch Pro. Yes. Well, the Switch revision. But yes. And, and, and I want to caveat it by saying, like, I saw a very tiny initial amount of rumors. I have not dove deep in this. If, if I say anything that's like, you know, already a given, I'm sorry, but this is just my opinion of what's going to happen with the new Switch this year. And I have reasons behind it, for once. I've been, I've been giving this a lot of thought. And so I want to see if I'm right uh, before it actually happens. Well, let's get to it. So there's rumors that there's going to be a Switch revision this year. And everybody's saying that it's a Switch Pro. I, I told this to you guys before. I don't think that we're at that point yet where they're going to go the next step above. Um, 
I think we're very close, but I think we're two years out. Uh, could end up being a year, depending on how the next generation of gaming goes, but whatever. Um, I mean, it also depends on how the new games are going to run on Switch, because, you know, Doom Eternal's coming to Switch, so if yeah. they can release a Switch that'll run those better, they'll definitely get more sales off of, like, Doom Eternal and probably Witcher and Well, what I actually... What I actually foresee uh, down the road is that as streaming comes and as uh, new gaming engines are becoming more and more optimized to run a bigger range of hardware, mm. I actually think that um, in the future, the Switch will be, we'll, we'll see more parity with the regular consoles, but with far less power. Um, that's neither here nor there. So... I think that if there's any kind of spec bump for the for the this year's Switch, it'll just be the same as last year's. It'll be that it's more efficient. I don't see them fully bumping up to like a uh, a Tegra X2 or anything yet. Um, I think that the new model is going to be a solid device like the Switch Lite, one that doesn't have detachable Joy Cons. Okay, but. It'll be large enough that it still fits in the dock. It still does the switch. So it'll basically be a more sturdy switch, but if you want to play, like, in tabletop mode, mm -hmm. as they call it, you're basically going to have to have either separate A pro controller or, or other Joy-Cons, yeah. And the reason that I think that they're going to do that... Uh, unlike, like, there is somebody who is an analyst who gets paid money who is convinced that it's going to be, like, a fully upgraded Switch with, with the Tegrex 2 and it's going to run games at 4K. I don't think any of that's going to happen. Might get a 1080p screen. But the reason why I do think it'll be a solid device is because right now you can hack your Switch to run Android. The only reason you can do that is because of a fundamental flaw in the system on a chip that can only be accessed by removing the right Joy-Con and bringing the Switch into recovery mode. And so the only way to address that, since they can't do it through any software updates because it's on the chip itself, would be to make the, the Joy-Con non-removable. Okay. Seems very you get petty. what I'm saying? Yeah, but hey. it's Nintendo. Yeah. I could see them doing something petty like that. Um, I think that in order to make it pricier than a base model switch, it'll be uh like a brushed aluminum casing, carbon fiber. Well, the reason why I think it'll be metal too is because their switches get hot when they're in the dock. Yeah. Especially if you're playing like Zelda or Witcher and uh there are a lot of cases of it literally warping the plastic. I feel like that's what happened to my Switch. Did yours break? So, no, it still works. It just seems like the back is a little warped. So if they go with like a solid aluminum, it gets to look fancy and not bend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. And I, other than that, I think that the internals will be pretty much the same. They'll keep the finger connect. They'll keep the motion. They'll keep the HD rumble. Like, it's not going to have the cuts that the light has because they're going to try to make a console that can keep that price point. Right. And then the final thing I want to say is I joked about it whenever we had Anton on as a guest. I'm very serious that I think they will eventually come out with a dock-only switch a pro model dock only. I still don't think they'll do that. I, I I'll I'll then again, I didn't think they would actually release the Switch Lite, you know, the portable only version cuz I feel like it defeats the purpose. Yeah. of the Switch, but I've been wrong before. I truly believed with the Switch Lite that, you know, the idea of it not docking to a TV was absurd. Because it has a USB-C connector. Until I found out that it looks like they couldn't fit the actual module that decodes the video. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's kind of hilarious to me. Because all they had to do was make it a little bigger. And it could have had a bigger battery and everything. But 
Um, yeah. And to go extra wild and crazy with my predictions in the same way that we got the Switch Lite with the updated uh, Model 2 Switch, the baseline. I think that we'll get an updated model Switch with the, you know, whatever this new one's called, the Switch Heavy, because metal. That That's what we're going with? <laughs> that's what I'm going with, fuck it. All right, Switch Heavy Metal, got it. <laughs> I mean, if they oh, came out with man. a fully metal system, I'd be a little confused. Oh, yeah. and one one final bit of news that was on my plans I wanted to discuss with you guys. Have you heard about Microsoft's plans with the Xbox Series X's first year? Uh, no. Neither have I, mean, I. I feel like I have, but as, as far as it, it con- as far as it goes, just for first party games. Your Halo Infinite, your whatever else Microsoft is pumping out. Mm-hmm. There will be no game from Microsoft in in the Xbox Series blank first year that are exclusive to the next gen. Oh yeah, I did see that. It'll be all cross gen games until then. And I wondered, do you guys think that that's good or bad? Yeah. No, I think it's good because you you're think not alien. I do because you're not alienating your existing customers who you know what maybe they want to play halo infinite but they can't afford a new xbox right away so we know that there's a a lesser powered next gen console coming from them right and it's going to be a bump below the one x actually in power but like okay if somebody owns an xbox one x right now and they're getting those games that see the upgrades like the the specifically for one x and whatnot like do you think that they feel satisfied with that upgrade because like the series x is going to be basically the same thing i feel like if they if they don't have to justify buying a series x to themselves by saying like no i already get the best i can get out of my xbox currently and now i can still play games like halo infinite gear six or whatever game comes out yeah, and we know that there will be a few games coming out. Yeah. They bought all those studios. Yeah, I mean, Hellblade. Fucking Hellblade. But that's yeah, the thing, I is think... they used Hellblade to announce the Series X, and that looks amazing, and then you just think, like, well, how are they going to cripple it for, uh, you know, the current gen? Which, again, I know that the, the engines are now scaling, so maybe it won't be as big of a deal, but it feels like they're holding back the next-gen games to me. Mm, yes and no, especially considering Microsoft has also announced that basically any of their first-party games are also not going to be console-exclusive anymore. That makes like sense, gonna, though. They're going to come out on PC as well, so if they have to scale it back to have it run on the Xbox, I mean, that's basically taking the graphic settings and taking them from ultra to high. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so, like, it's not like it's like, Oh, any game that comes out will be compatible with Series X and One X. Like it's going to be compatible all the way down to One S. Yeah, like I could play those new games on my fucking VCR of an Xbox. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm intrigued by it more than anything, and I think it's a good idea because I think it'll give people time to like save money and buy that new system when they have to. I mean, it definitely fits in that new, like, consumer-friendly, at least at least as far as ap- all appearances seem to be, that new consumer-friendly plan that they have, but, like, it still feels weird. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying with that. I, I'm just hopefully optimistic that this isn't part of some secret plot to fuck everybody over. Hmm. Still waiting for that Xbox app on my Switch. Yeah, yeah, oh, same. I I have put in some more time with the streaming service, by the way. Oh, do tell, because that, the other people I've seen have been liking it even more than Stadia. I, so because I, I got the new controller that can actually Bluetooth to my phone, mm-hmm. I've been able to play Halo and Sea of Thieves on my phone because those are the only ones that I really cared to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can get like Ace Combat on there and stuff if I really wanted to. Yeah. And 
as long as my internet connection doesn't shit itself, it plays just fine. Uh, about would, a... Go ahead. I wouldn't say I'd want to go into competitive Halo multiplayer with it. Yeah. But if I wanted to play Halo 5 story, then this is a decent way to do it. Yeah, uh, about a month ago, I saw somebody who was playing, and uh, they had just updated the games and stuff on the on the list, and uh, that person was demoing it, and they were talking about how Devil May Cry 5 now plays really well on it. Because mm, I... I guess that had, like some serious lag when it first launched. I believe I, I had one lag issue when I was trying to play Halo, but I feel mm. like that's because I was also having internet connection issues that day. Yeah. So that's probably why, but otherwise I, if it keeps improving and keeps working like it is good job, Microsoft a plus yeah. from me. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for the day. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can find this show wherever you are currently listening to it. If you hmm. want to support us, head on over to Podchaser, iTunes, wherever you can leave a review and leave us a review and a rating. It helps people find the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod, and that's where I post a bunch of updates for the show and generally talk to people. <laughs> Generally. Um, Not specifically, you also find, generally. You can also find me on Twitter at Sedge underscore gaming and on twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge. Control? You can find me on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Control Freak. I'm pretty much there Monday, Wednesday, Friday evenings and occasionally on weekends, depending on what's going on. Uh, otherwise, I am on Twitter, although I mostly just use that for, hey, I'm streaming. Please pay attention to me someone pay attention to me no uh but you can find me there at freak control uh using the same spelling as control freak and then on facebook at facebook.com slash zguru review where much like we do here i pick a topic and blather my brains out otherwise yeah light light uh you can find me in the club Bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got that axe if you're into taking drugs. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Good night. Bye. Deuce. <laughs>